Well, good morning, everyone. My name is John. I'm the lead pastor, and I'm so glad that you're joining us. However it is that you're joining us, if you're uh, listening to the podcast as you're driving or running or walking, whatever you do, uh, if you're watching on YouTube at some point during the week, uh, or if you're actually watching live at 1030 on Sunday morning, uh, we are so, so glad that you're with us. Uh, If you are watching live on Sunday morning, I'll ask you to be a little interactive uh, with the chat. If you haven't already signed in, go ahead and uh, sign in, give yourself a nickname, and answer this uh, question. As you look into the new year, what is your 2021 goal? Uh, And by goal, uh, what I'm really after is what are some habits that you are looking to maybe add this year? Uh, Maybe, you know, it's an exercise something, maybe it's a mental something, maybe it's a spiritual church, prayer, Bible reading something. Uh, Or maybe it's something that you're looking to, like, move away from. Uh, You have an idea that, like, okay, if I could just stop doing this in 2021, if this was no longer a part of my normal routine, then it would really move me forward. Uh, And here's why I want to talk about it. Because one of the things that we believe as a church is that church is not a building, church is not an organization, but church is a group of people. And as a group of people, we all have our own different goals and habits. And what we want to do as an organization, what we want to do with these services on Sunday morning, what we want to do with our community groups, is we want to come alongside you, and we would love to see you accomplish your goals and accomplish your habits, and to take next steps to better love Jesus, love each other, and love the world. And we would love to help you start or stop the habits that you need to to be able to get there. And there's one particular thing that we're going to be talking about for the next eight weeks, and then really we're going to be talking about it for the next year and just ongoing. A certain habit that we believe if you were to add this thing to your life, then it would help to move you forward, I believe, in any goal or habit that you might be looking to start, but especially as you're, if you are jumped on board and you're someone who's trying to love Jesus, trying to be a part of church community, and trying to impact your world. I think that this habit could be the thing that moves you forward more than anything else. Uh, And here's what it is, is we want everyone to be a part of a one-on-one. And we're going to talk a lot about that for the next eight weeks. Uh, We have a a team, uh, they're called the Discipleship Task Force, and they've actually been working on this for almost two years now, and this is finally, after two years, kind of the big rollout of what they have been developing and working and praying for, and we're going to explain it in a lot of detail of what it is, but in its most basic setting, you guys are all very smart, and you can figure this out, is we want all of you as a one to have at least one other person in your life to have one other person in your life that is intentionally praying for you, one person in your life who cares about you, who really knows you, one person that you are regularly getting together with that is helping you to move forward. And here's why I think that's so incredibly important. It's because all of us desire relationships in our life, but really good relationships, I think, are rare. Uh, I, I think there's some people in our world, and they would be in the camp of what I call, they have no relationships. Uh, they're just isolated. Uh, and maybe they've isolated themselves. Maybe they feel like they've been isolated. But for whatever reason, I mean, they just really have no social context around them. Uh, and maybe that's some of you watching. 
Uh, and maybe you know someone who, you know, they just, you just think about it, especially in the last year, they've just been alone. They just don't really have anybody around. And that's, that's you. If that's someone you know, that's, that's not a good thing. Um, but I don't think that's many people. I, I think a lot of other people fall in the camp of what I would call shallow relationships. Uh, and here's what we mean by shallow relationships, uh, is that in any relationship, I think what we need in life is we're looking for three things. Uh, we're looking for people that we can celebrate with, people we can suffer with, and people we can sacrifice. Uh, when, when you have a birthday, uh, when, when you have a wedding, uh, when you get a, you know, a job raise, when uh, you uh, accomplish, you know, what, some goal that you did for the year, you need people around you that are excited, people around you that are celebrating and encouraging you, you know, hey, that's awesome what you did. On the same, you need people that when things aren't going well, uh, when it's been a hard year, when it's been a hard day, people that you can get together with and suffer with. And you need people that if you're in a financial pinch, uh, if, if you're getting ready to move and you need you know, help, you need people that will give up their time, their money, and their energy to help you. And what a lot of us have, I mean, what, when I wake up in the mornings, uh, I'll often, you know, get my phone and I'll log on to Facebook or Twitter, you know, whatever, and I'll look through and I, I'll see lots of people that are going through these. You know, I'll see people that, it was their birthday today, you know, they, you know, they graduated, you know, they just had a baby, and, you know, and I'll, I'll give them a like, you know, I'll, I'll, I might give them a thumbs up, uh, I might even comment on them, like, hey, that, you know, that's great. But then that's kind of it. I mean, I don't, I just kind of move, move on with my day, and like, I, I'm glad for them, but it's, it's pretty shallow. Uh, or I might see some people on my feed, and they're, they're posting that they had a rough day, they, they, they posted they just lost their job, they, they posted that they know somebody who's sick, you know, they're going through a difficult time. And again, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give them a heart on Facebook, uh, I might comment that I'm going to pray for them, but then that's kind of it. Or I might even see someone who needs something. And, and I, might, I might share their request. Maybe someone else help. I can't help, but maybe someone else can help. Uh, I, I might again say that I'm, I'm praying for them. Uh, if they have a GoFundMe, I might even give them five, ten bucks. But I'm not really doing that much to help them to move forward because, I mean, they're just, they're just my Facebook friends. They're just my Twitter friends. Uh, for some of you, they might just be the people you go to school with. They might just be your coworkers. And like, you, you go through these steps, but it's, it's pretty darn shallow. I mean, they're not actually coming to your birthday party. They, they just gave you a Facebook message. You know, they're, they're not actually coming over to your house to talk to you and to pray with you and to sit down with you and to hold your hand. They, they, they just, like, commented on it because, like, you have a relationship with them, but it's just not very deep. Uh, and again, that's not necessarily a, a bad thing. I mean, it's not a bad thing to have shallow relationships a lot. I mean, there's no way that you could have more than a shallow relationship with all of your Facebook friends, with all of your employees. But for some people, maybe for some of you, that's all you have is shallow relationships. And that's not a good thing. Uh, Mother Teresa has this great quote that I love. Uh, she says that the greatest disease in the West here, she was looking from India into America. Today is not TB, it's not leprosy, it's being unwanted. It's being unloved, it's being uncared for. Some of you, that's how you feel. Uh, she goes on, she says, we can cure physical diseases with medicine, but the only cure for loneliness, despair, and hopelessness is 
love. She finishes this way. There are many in the world who are dying for a piece of bread, but there are many more dying for a little love. For a lot of people, for some of you that are watching, some of your friends, some of your coworkers, they're just dying for someone who like is more than just like a, yeah, I posted on your Facebook. More, they're looking for someone who's like a real, actual friend in their life. And so what we're looking for is good friends, good relationships. We're looking for people that actually show up to our house and celebrate our birthdays with us, people that we can celebrate the New Year's with, uh, people that when we're going through a tough time, they'll say, you know, hey, we got to go out for lunch. Let's just talk about it. I really want to hear about it. Just good relationships. Uh, I think this is one of the reasons why a lot of us love um, TV and especially why we love sitcoms so much, uh, because I'm old, and so like in my world, Sitcoms are still like, you know, Seinfeld and Friends and, you know, Saved by the Bell, uh, Cheers. And I think one of the things that we love when we watch those kind of shows or whatever the new shows out is that there's this, like, this group of friends and, you know, in, in Seinfeld they would all hang out at this diner or friends who would all hang out at the coffee shop or, you know, Saved by the Bell. You know, there's this group of friends and they're just like, they're going through life together. And I think a lot of us watch those shows and there's something in us that says, I wish I had friends like that. I wish I had friends that I was just living my life through. And we would love for all of you to have good relationships. But that's not where we want it to stop. And in this series for the next eight weeks, and then ongoing for the next year, what we really want you to have is, uh, we hope you have more than just shallow relationships, although we're all going to have some shallow relationships in our life. And we want you to have good relationships in your life, but we want you to have at least a few Hopefully at least one relationship that is a deep relationship. Uh, and so today I just want to give a little bit of a difference of what the difference is between a good relationship and, again, there is nothing wrong with a good relationship. You need good relationships in your life. But some of those good relationships need to transform into what we're going to call a deep relationship. And you can't do this with many people. You can do this with maybe one two people in your life, and these relationships, I believe, are incredibly rare. Most people that I know, even if they have a lot of good relationships in their life, I know very few people who actively have deep relationships in their life. But the people I know that do, they would say it's one of the most transforming things that can ever happen, and you need a deep relationship in your life, and we're going to do, and I'm going to do, and as a church, we're going to do whatever we can over the next few weeks and this whole year. Our goal is to get every single one of you into one of these kind of relationships. Uh, so here's the differences between a good relationship and a deep relationship, and hopefully you can see these. I'll go through them one at a time. Uh, but one of the, the big differences, I think, is that a good relationship, even, you know, if it's a really good relationship, is sporadic. I mean, you, you get together when, 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 you're, when you have time, when you have availability. You know, when, when, when your schedules, you know, line up, you, you, you just get together whenever you can. Uh, I have people that I would consider to be really good friends that, I mean, it can go a month, it can go two months, and like, you know, I mean, maybe we texted a little bit, but like we, we didn't really get together. You know, we didn't really, we haven't eaten together. We really haven't gone on a walk together. Like, like we, we plan to, we want to. It's just our calendars haven't lined up, and that's how it is with good friends. Yeah, it, it's sporadic. But a deep friend, on the other hand, is regular. 
It's consistent. Uh, I had a friend uh, a couple years ago now. His name was Tim. And, and we, we were good friends. I mean, we, we got together on a regular basis. Uh, uh, his wife and my wife were friends. And so, like, we would get together and do game nights. We would get together and do dinner. Uh, you know, we would do social activities together. We went on vacation together once. I mean, we, we were good friends, but it was pretty sporadic. And then one day, uh, Tim uh, said, hey, John, I would love to, like, take our relationship to the next level. And, and I, I, I would really want to, like, have a deep relationship with you. And so would you be willing to meet once a week? I was like, yeah, well, let's meet once a week. I was like, well, when do you want to meet? I said, like, well, we'll have to meet before work because I have to go to work early. I have to be to work at 8.30. And so would you be up for meeting at 6 in the morning? I was like, ooh, I don't know. Uh, 6 in the morning is pretty early. Uh, where are we even going to meet? Uh, but we found there's a diner up on Western Avenue. Uh, it used to be called the Metro 20. I don't know what it's called now. I think it changed names. Uh, we always call it the Shiny Diner. And he's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Every Tuesday... Every Tuesday. I mean, unless one of us is way out of town, I'll let you know, but you know, as, as many as we can possibly make, every Tuesday, we're going to meet at 6 a.m., we're going to sit in the same booth, and we're going to order breakfast, and we're going to just take our relationship to the next level. And that just move of moving from just sporadic, when we, you know, when we can, getting together, to it's on the calendar. We're going to get together uh, we're going to put this in pen. We're going to make it a priority, our relationship. Took our relationship to a whole different level. Uh, but it's not just that. Uh, sorry, uh, so here's a, a great quote by a guy named uh, John Orberg, who I love, who writes about relationships, uh, about the importance of meeting regularly. Uh, John says this. He said, the requirement for intimacy is chunks of unhurried time. Uh, and here's why, John would say. He says, if you think you can fit deep community into the cracks of an overloaded schedule, isn't that what we try to do? Like, oh, I want to have good friends, but like I'm just going and I'm busy and I have all this stuff going on. Like, we just kind of hope good relationships will happen in the midst of that. He says, if you think that, think again. This needs to be a priority. This needs to be scheduled. Uh, here's what John says. He says, wise people do not try to microwave friendships, parenting or marriage. You can't do community in a hurry. Uh, he says you can't listen in a hurry. You can't mourn in a hurry. You can't rejoice in a hurry. You need sets of time. We're just going to sit at this diner. We have, I, I have an hour and a half just to sit and listen and be with you. We're not rushed. Let's, let's talk. Many people lack great friends. Maybe the reason why you've never moved from a good relationship to a deep relationship is for the simple reason that they have never made pursuing community a high priority. So one of the things that we're going to ask you to do over the next eight weeks is to find someone in your life that you can set a regular meeting time with. Uh, here's what we're going to say. Here's what we're going to encourage you to do is we want you to meet regularly. These relationships do not just happen. They will deepen only if you have consistent time together, we encourage a weekly meeting. If schedules align and you have to meet every other week, it's okay. But what we really, really are encouraging you to do is to meet weekly, which can be, this is the good news, anywhere and in any way that the two of you want. This can be over Zoom. This could be while you walk your dogs. This could be why you jog. Uh, this could be over breakfast or coffee, if you have a way to like, do that socially distanced. You, you, you can do it in any kind of a fun, enjoyable way, but it has to be regular. 
Uh, here's the next thing that uh, these relationships need to be. Is that a good relationship, there's a good amount of pretending. Uh, and this is definitely true of me. Uh, we have a lot of good friends, and uh, before COVID times especially, uh, we would often have our good friends come over to our house, and we would do meals together, we would do game nights together. Uh, but what I would find <clears throat> is that a lot of times before good friends were coming over, I would spend a dramatic amount of time getting my house and, and really our whole lives ready for them to come over. Uh, so I would be out in the yard, and I would try to make my yard look the best that it possibly could. And I'm cleaning my house. I want my house to look as clean as it possibly can and neat as it possibly can. And then I would sit down with my kids even, and I would say, all right, now, now these people are coming over tonight. I need you guys to be on your best behavior. Uh, and even with my wife, Ashley, I, I wouldn't tell her we need to be on our best behavior. But there's kind of this understanding between like couples, at least between us, where like, I mean, we could be arguing and bickering right up into the moment that like our friends get there. You know, like, I thought you were going to clean this. I thought you were going to pick this up. You know, just like normal marital fights. But then all of a sudden, ding dong, our friends show up and we're like, hello, everything is just happy and wonderful. Because there's a part where we want our, even our good friends to think that our marriages, uh, that our kids, that our house, that all of this is always this good, and we want to hide the bad things from them. But in a deep relationship, you have these moments where you say, I'm going to show you the real me. Uh, and again, yeah, here's why uh, John Orprick says this is so important. He says, pretending to be someone we're not is hard work. And that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to pretend that I'm a person who, like, always has really well-behaved kids, who always has this clean of a house, who doesn't struggle with these kind of sins. It's hard work. And this is why we feel tired after a first date or a job interview, uh, or among others where we feel like we have to project an image. We are drawn to transparency and long to go where we can just be ourselves. We spend so much time trying to convince people that I'm, I'm more spiritual than I really am. I'm, I'm in a better financial place than I really am. I'm in a better place with following Jesus than I really am. And we do that with good friends. But you need at least a few friends where you can open up the cover completely and say, here's what's really going on. Here's what's going on, really. Here's some of the nasty things about me. Here's this argument I had with my wife. Here, here's the hole we're in financially right now. Here's the thing I'm struggling with right now. Uh, and then that brings on a, a whole other step. So here, here's, what, here's what we want people to do. We want you to be real. It's easy to live a lie, it is, or even to tell most of the truth. And a one-on-one -on -one is the person to whom you can show and be your authentic self. We want you to have somebody like that. Do you have somebody like that in your life right now? You need one. We want to help you get one. Uh, next thing in a deep relationship then is, uh, I, think, I think this is the step that maybe most people who are moving from a good relationship to a deep relationship, I think this is the step where most people stop. And they might get like these first two, and they might start meeting regularly with somebody. You might start being real with somebody. But then what happens is once you start being real, once you sit down and you really have that conversation and like you really like, you know, pull back the curtain and you confess that thing that you have never told maybe anybody before or very few people know. I mean, it's such a scary thing because what you're scared about is that once I finally tell them what's really going on, maybe they're not going to like me anymore. 
Maybe they won't want to be my friend anymore. You know, maybe they won't love me anymore. And so what really good friends do is in that moment, they accept you. They say like, hey, thank you for telling me that. I just want you to know, even though I know that about you now, I still love you. I still accept you. And that's what good friends do. And that's a really powerful thing. You need people like that in your life that accept you. But a deep friend goes to a different level than that, where they don't just accept you, but they, once they hear that thing, they want to see you grow. They want to see you move beyond it. Uh, I love this quote by uh, Max Lucado. Uh, He's talking about uh, God in this quote. He says, God loves you just the way that you are, but he refuses to leave you that way. He wants you to be like Jesus, and and that's how God loves you. But I believe that you need somebody in your life who loves you that way too. You need someone who loves you just the way that you are. Like, I accept you, you know, I get that. But, like, okay, I get that you're having that big issue with your, in your marriage right now. Can I come alongside you and help you? Like, what if you weren't having as big of an issue but next year? Thank you for telling me about your addiction. Thank you for telling me about, you know, how you're drinking too much. Thank you for telling me about your anger issue. Now, let's get to work. Because I don't think you want to stay that way. I don't think you want to be struggling with the same thing next year that you're struggling with now, or at least to the same degree. So can I come alongside and help you move beyond it? Uh, Here's what we're saying, is that everyone needs someone to help them grow. The goal is to help each other move forward. The goal in these relationships isn't just to have a good friend, but for you to see progress in yourself, to see progress in them. Move forward in following Jesus, becoming a disciple full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and self-control. Do you have somebody like that in your life? Someone who's not just a friend, but like they're committed to helping you grow, helping you move. Do you have someone in your life that you are helping them grow and move? Uh, One of the keys to that is the next part of uh, our graph here is that, again, what often happens is like, you'll share something, and like you might even know something about your good friends, but there's kind of this idea of like, I'm supposed to be polite. I mean, it's really none of my business. Like, yeah, I, I, everyone sees them drink too much sometimes and even get in their car and drive, but like, it's not like, it's not really in my business. Like, I, I see like the way they interact with their, with their spouse or with their boyfriend or their girlfriend, and it seems like there's something up there, but like, it's, it's not really any of my business. Like, I'm not supposed to like, poke my nose in other people's relationship, you know? And that's, that's probably a good quality. I mean, something about good friends that aren't like poking around in other people's business. But a deep friend will get all up in people's business, and they will encourage people, and they will help to keep people accountable. And this can get really, really intrusive. And this can get really, really deep. Uh, one of the things that uh, I've done with handful of people that I've been in these kind of deep relationships with is uh, often I'll be in uh, one-on-one relationships like deep relationships with other guys and one of the big things that will often uh, be you know when you start to get real and you start to like talk about what's really going on is most guys I know this kind of just like a common struggle struggle with some sort of sexual immorality and especially I know a lot of guys who will struggle with pornography and so what uh, I've done with a couple of different guys now is we've uh, done the software together. Uh, it's by a group called triplexchurch.com, xxxchurch.com, and they have a software called X3 Watch. It's uh, great. And what it does is you load it on your computer, you can load it on your phone, and it will allow you to look at whatever you want to look at. You know, you're free, you can look at whatever websites you want to look at. But then it will send a report of 
everything you've looked at to somebody else. The email addresses that you gave it, it will send an email of here's everything that your accountability partner uh, looked at. For and that's like, you're all up in someone's business now. Like, you know what people have been doing by themselves. You know what people have been looking at that like they're ashamed of. But now you have the ability to actually encourage them to move beyond and take a step. You have the ability to be able to celebrate, to say, hey, you looked at less last month than you did, than you did the month before. Now let's go even further. Let's go even more. Uh, and of course, that's just sexual morality. I mean, this could be laying out your financial situation to someone else and saying, here's everything. Here's all the debt going on. Here's everything going on with my kids. You know, let me tell you exactly what happened uh, when I got in that fight, what happened when I lost my cool and my anger. And to not just say like, okay, I accept you, uh, but to actually help somebody to move beyond by encouraging them and keeping them accountable. Uh, here's what uh, we're saying, is that everyone needs encouragement. And this means literally to give courage to. That's what encouragement means. And in a one-on-one, -on -one, you can push each other forward by motivating each other and holding each other accountable. You said you were going to take a Sabbath. Did you do it? You said you were going to start a weekly date night. Did you do it? You said you were going to load that software on your, on your computer so that we could do this together. Did you do it? You said you were going to join Financial Peace University so you could start getting your finances together. Did you do it? I'm going to talk to you about it. I'm going to ask you about it. Uh, we're going to work on this together. We're going to get up in each other's business. And I might not always be very polite about it, but I love you enough to help you to actually move and to push you. And do you have somebody like that in your life? You need somebody like that in your life. Uh, next one uh, is this, is in a good relationship, there's kind of this like guardedness. And that makes sense. I mean, I mean that's one of the reasons why we don't do this. That's why we're polite. That's why uh, th there's a sense of like, I can't really show you everything that I am because I'm, I'm worried how you're going to react. I'm worried what, what's going to happen. And in a deep relationship, there's trust. Uh, I, I feel this freedom that I can tell you anything and you're still going to love me. Uh, I can tell you anything, and I'm not going to like hear about it somewhere else because you were spreading rumors about me or gossiping about me. I have total confidence that I don't need to be guarded around you because I trust you. I trust what, what I say to you is going to stay between us. Uh, here's how uh, we say it, is that you need someone who, who you have trust. This is a relationship of openness and confidentiality. It has to be. It's not going to work unless you have that. And therefore, what you say stays just between the two of you. If you don't have that, this one-on-one -on -one relationship thing is not going to work. Uh, and then the last one is this, is that in, in a good relationship, and again, I think this one is huge. This might be one of the biggest ones on the list too. But I believe you could do almost all of these, and you don't even really need church. You don't even really need Jesus. You don't need the Bible. I mean, you can, you can meet regularly with someone. You can be real. You can help somebody grow. You can encourage. You can have trust. I mean, you could do that in a business mentoring relationship. You could do that with just a good friend. You know, you could, you know, join some sort of a, you know, one-on-one -on -one business group or, you know, mentoring group. And you could almost have all of these and leave out the spiritual aspect of it. But that would be a huge mistake. Because then what you are doing is you're taking, you're not going to have a deep relationship. 
you're just going to have a good relationship. Because doing all of these just by yourself with your own effort, I think will lead to good results. You might get a little bit better. You might help them. But it's just going to be you. I mean, it's going to be based off of how much they can give, how much you can give. It's going to be based off of, you know, your time requirements, you know, how much knowledge you have. It's just going to be based off of your own strength. And the two of you will be better together, but you're still not going to be able to really move to that next level. And what we want you to have is not just a good relationship. We want you to have a supernatural relationship where it's not just you and me, but it's you and me and God is involved in this now too. And I tell you, when you involve the Holy Spirit in this process, when you involve prayer in this process, when you involve the Bible in this process, it moves it to just like a whole, whole new level. Uh, I've experienced this a little bit uh, over just the last couple months now. So I've started uh, what I think might be one of a, a new re- a deep relationship in my life. Uh, I've been uh, running on a weekly basis with a guy in our church named John. And we were doing like all the steps and we were talking, we were being real, we were being authentic. Uh, but then one day John's like, hey, you know what? We should end our time together, our runs together, time sharing with each other by just praying. So we would spend the last, you know, five, 10, sometimes 15 minutes just praying together. And let me tell you, it, it was good when we were getting together and just talking and sharing, talking about our families, talking about our plans, you know, even confessing some stuff. That was good. But when we started regularly praying together, it just shot it to this whole new level. Uh, on the other hand, though, I think there's another, sometimes in like a church spiritual world, you could do uh, just that part. Like, all right, I'm just going to get together with people and we're just going to pray. We're just going to study the Bible together, but we're not going to do the other ones. And that won't work either. Again, I mean, if you just like are praying with someone in Bible study, but it's not regular, if you're not open with each other, if you're not holding each other accountable, I really believe if you want a deep relationship that's going to move you to the next level, it has to be all of these. Uh, Again, here's what we're saying for supernatural. Uh, Is this is more than just a great friend. It has to be. This isn't just like we're just getting together. Uh, When the two of you ground your friendship in prayer, in the Bible, and following Jesus, God is part of that process, and then he brings about real change and real love. And do you have somebody like that in your life? Do you have somebody that you can pray with? You want to take a relationship to the next level? Do you have someone that you can talk about the Bible with, you can read the Bible with? It just takes your relationship to a whole new level. And do you have that in your life? You need that in your life. Uh, again, well, we're going to talk about this for the next eight weeks, and we're going to build a lot more on this, and we're going to do, again, whatever we can to encourage you to be a part of one. Uh, if you're already thinking, okay, I think I know who my one-on-one could be. I'm thinking of who it could be. Uh, you can actually go ahead and sign up for it uh, on our website. Uh, you'll see it hopefully all over the website. There's different marks for one-on-one, and so you can go to that. You can find out more about a one-on-one relationship, and you can find out how you can sign up. But for many of you, this is uh, how I want to close today, and this will set up communion for us. So if you're at home, you can grab your communion things together. But one of the questions that I think a lot of people will ask is this question of, okay, sounds great. I love this idea of having someone like that in my life, but who? Who should it be? And what I think might be easy is for us to think about, okay, there's a few people, you know, if you're, especially if you're a part of Christ Church Albany, like, ah, oh, if I... If I could be in this kind of a relationship with, like, Susan Sawyer, that would be awesome. Uh, or if I could have, like, Bob Lowe's be my person, if I could have Sandy be my person, you know, that would be awesome. Because, like, if I could have one of those people that's, like, really, really spiritually great, then that person would be really, really good. And 
you're right. They would be really, really awesome. But here's what we... Sandy can't mentor everybody, can't be in everyone's one-on-one. Susan can't be everybody's one-on-one. Bob Lowe's can't be everyone's one-on-one. We need every single person in the church to be a part of this. And the good news is, is that you don't need to be some sort of a spiritual giant to be able to really be able to benefit from one of these relationships and to really be someone who is very beneficial to someone else to be in this relationship. Uh, and so here's this verse uh, that I love. This is from the end of the uh, uh, Romans. This is a letter that Paul wrote to one of the early churches, group of people 2,000 years ago. And he's encouraging them that he wants them to keep moving forward. He wants them to have these kind of deep relationships. And they all can't have a relationship with Paul. They all can't have a relationship with Peter. Uh, they can't have a relationship with just the leaders of the church. And so what Paul encourages them to do is this. He says, for I myself, I am convinced, I know it, so sure that my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves, you ordinary Romans 2,000 years ago, you normal people in the church, normal people who struggle with stuff, normal people who have doubts, normal people who are like, you know, maybe have never even been in this kind of a deep relationship before, that you yourselves are full of goodness, you are filled with knowledge, and you are competent to instruct one another. Every single one of you can do this. Every single one of you can be in a relationship like this. There is someone in our church that if you were there one-on-one, they would benefit so much from meeting regularly with you, from you being real with them, from you being accountable with them. And you have someone, there's someone in our church that would be so beneficial to you. Uh, If you already know who that person is, maybe a step you need to take this next week is to sit down with them, go to their house, social distance, whatever, Zoom with them, and say, hey, Would you be willing to take our relationship to the next level? Uh, Would you be up for being my one-on-one this next year? If we start meeting regularly, I got some stuff I've never told anybody. Can I tell you about it? Uh, Would you be willing to help me grow? Would you keep me accountable for some of this stuff? Can we pray together? Can we be in this kind of relationship? If you're not sure who your person would be, uh, mark that on the form. Let us know. We would love to help you get involved. But I believe this is something that every single one of us can do. Uh, and like I said, that brings us into the idea of communion. Uh, again, one of the things that we do when we celebrate communion, we used to do it when we may, meet live. Uh, now it's even more so now that you're doing it at home. But you serve communion to yourself, uh, which depending on your church tradition is a pretty big deal. Because if you grew up in a more uh, Catholic or Episcopal or uh, Lutheran or some sort of other different tradition, it might be that you needed a minister I mean, you needed a priest to give you the elements because these are special. Uh, these remind us of who Jesus was. And so you need to really be someone who's like a special category of God to handle these things. And we let you handle them yourselves. Uh, we let you take communion on your own. Uh, we let you decide even what you're going to take for communion. And the reason we do that is not because we're downgrading what this is, but it's because you're a priest, you're a pastor. You have every access to God that I do, that anyone else does. You have every ability to have total access to God and every ability then to give supernatural advice and encouragement, accountability to someone else. And so let's remember that as we take communion. You are someone who has total access to God. Other people in our church are people who have total access to God. And if we could pair you together, in one of these one-on-one relationships. It would be transformational. Uh, So let's together, let's take the bread.
Let's take the juice together. And let's pray. Uh, Jesus, thank you so much for the chance we have to be able to not go through the spiritual life alone. And that you have given us other people in our lives. And I pray that some of us, I mean, if all we have is shallow relationships, that maybe we can move to good relationships. And I hope that for a lot of us, if we just have one, two, three, just a few good relationships in our life, then maybe this is the year we can move to having a deep relationship with them so that together, through your supernatural power, we can move forward. That we can better love you. That we can better accomplish whatever goals we have in our life. That we can do that with your love. Same we pray. Amen. I want to thank you for joining us today on a Sunday morning. And uh, yeah, just really hope that you can uh, think about joining one of these relationships. Again, check out our website, uh, uh, www.christchurchalbany.com, and you can find out information about how you can sign up for a one-on-one there. Uh, And then Jess has some other information for you. Thank you for joining us for our online service. We're so glad that you came. Um, there's a couple ways to, per, to step forward in what we've been talking about today and just as a church. Um, one of those ways is the Connect card, which we've mentioned a couple times. If there's a next step you want to take, whether you want to just let us know your name or you have questions, um, you need someone to pray for you or whatever it is, use the Connect card. We also have an email that goes out every Sunday with follow-up steps for our from our message and our service. Um, If you're already on the email list, that'll come in a little while today. If not, it's on our Facebook page, and you can find the link there to that email, as well as sign up on the Connect card to receive that weekly. So we are so glad that you came, and um, as we say, church is not just a building. It is a group of people, and we're here to care for each other, to be that relationship that John was talking about. So if there's anything that happens in your week, or if there's anything you need, please reach out. Um, You can find that on our website. Uh, There's an email, connect card, anything you can reach out with, and we would love to be there for you. So we hope to see you next week, 1010. We have our chat where we spend some time together, and then um, 1030 is our service. So hope you have a great week, and this beginning of the new year is awesome for you. And have a great day.